Hey everyone, I'm so excited because today we are sitting down with Jordana. She is one of the co-founders of Betches, one of my favorite media companies. She chats about how she turned a blog with two of her best friends in college into this huge media business and also how she's planning her wedding and navigating life through COVID. Thank you for joining Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we are so excited to sit down with Jordana. She is the co-founder at Betches. Thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I've been a huge fan of Betches. I can't even remember for like years since I was in college. And I'm just so excited to get to know about the Inception story, what you guys have in store for the future. So can you kind of walk us through and give us like a brief look back on how it all started? Sure. So we actually started Betches with um, my two college roommates who are also my childhood friends. Um, We all grew up together in the same town. We wound up going to to Cornell together. Um, And the, the blog started definitely not as a business. It was like a fun way for us to sort of like comment on like the culture around us. I know like Frat Tire was very big at the time. This was 2011. Um, so we really wanted to create like a female version of that, like sort of describing like sort of like a caricature of the of the the girl around us who was like in a sorority or in college and like all the things that sort of affected her. Um, so that was really the inception. And then it really we found that this voice that we were creating really like resonated with people that we had no idea that it would relate to. And then people like felt like they were going through the same things. Um, and so that's when Betches was born. It kind of just blew up virally. And then we decided to make it into a business because it seemed a lot better than getting like a regular nine to five. Yeah, definitely. How did you turn your blog into a business? Like what were the first steps? Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, might start blogs, don't really know how to take it to the next level and actually, you know, make a career out of it. For sure. I would say it was a lot of trial and error. It definitely like our growth was not like linear. Like it wasn't like we knew immediately what we were supposed to do, especially because like I said, like we were, we started the, the blog is just like a fun thing that we were doing. So to turn it from like that into a business was definitely like, there was a learning curve. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, we were pretty early on. We we were working with like um, advertising agencies to, uh, advertise on the website. But then around like 2014-ish, I would say Instagram really became like the beast that it is, or it was starting to become mm-hmm. that. And people, a lot of people found that a lot of advertisers were really interested in uh, monetizing our Instagram. And so that was when we really started to like become profitable um, and started to make a lot, you know, to um, to monetize in that way. Um, well, along with our website and, you know, the other things we were doing. And then we wound up starting podcasts and monetizing on there. So it really, um, it was sort of like um, we used Instagram and the revenue that came through there to really fund other aspects of the business. Wow. And now it's like a full blown, like huge media company. Um, when it started, where did you get the name Betches from? <laughs> It's funny um, to like be brought back to sort of that moment where we were like toying around with these names. It was like, we were thinking of, you know, what is, what is the female counterpart to this like bro culture and like bros were very in back in the day or like, that was like a thing, like this frat guy. And we were like, what is the, she doesn't really have a name. 
you don't really want to call her like I'm not sure if we're like if I'm supposed to curse or not, but like you don't really want to call her a bitch because that's not what she is. Something like a little more empowering. Um, and this sort of was like thrown around a little bit, and then we landed on it, and it it really just it worked. Yeah, definitely. And what is it like working with, you know, your two college roommates, friends from childhood? How do you guys, you know, work together and also form, you know, that the voice of Betches from three different people? Well, I think it definitely helped that we were like in the same environment. So had a very similar sense of like what the culture around us was like and the way that um, the girl we were describing like spoke. Mm -hmm. Um, And then running, I mean, now it's been over 10 years. And I mean, I think we've definitely learned how to like optimally work together in the sense of like, because we're friends, there's a lot of things that are easier. Like it's easier to get feedback. You're on a personal level with someone, but it's also can be like on the, on the flip side, it can be like a little more heightened because it's almost like fighting with like your sister (laughs) or it almost feels like a family business. Do you know what I mean? And like the, the perks and also the fallbacks that come with that. But I think over the years we really figured out like knowing each other so well, like, okay, this is a good time to talk to this person about this thing. Or like, this isn't a good time. Like, I know this person. I know that like, I'm going to, we're, we're going to get the most done when we're like in this kind of mood. Um, so that's been, that's been helpful in that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, I work with my husband, he's my co-founder. So I'm sure there's a lot of similarities, you know, where does like friendship end and where does work start and, um, you know, balancing that relationship. For sure. I'm sure, especially in COVID when it's like you're in the same room, like, and that was kind of, it's funny, (laughs) like, that's what we, as we used to share, like, we just moved into a different office, but we're still remote, but um, we would be all be in the same room all day, every day. And it was like, it felt like we saw each other more than our significant others. So it definitely seemed like it was a lot of time together. Yeah, definitely. Um, Is there something that you guys like learned from each other through that like COVID experience or like any, you know, key takeaways that you'll bring um, into the business? Um, I think like a lot in a lot of ways, um, we we were lucky to have such a digital business um, and that, you know, sometimes you some for some people or some employees, like they actually thrive better when they're like in this remote environment, they like feel more in control of their time and like, um, and their day. Um, and so we definitely want to bring back some flexibility to like the workplace and also just like, you know, people finding like they're more creative during certain times or less creative or like the environments really affect that. And creativity is like such a huge thing for our particular business that like, it's nice to hone in on like allowing people to work in a way that feels most like productive for them. Yeah, definitely. And as, you know, chief content officer and your whole business, you know, does revolve around producing and putting out, you know, relevant, exciting content, you know, what is the most um, exciting part of your job and what is, you know, the most challenging or like stressful part? Um, I've actually been working a lot more on revenue than content these days. My co-founder, Sammy, is um, a little bit more involved in the content, but I would say like we're the three of us as even as co-founders are definitely very involved in the content like we each run multiple podcasts and for me that's Mm -hmm. that's like the most exciting part I mean there's the business aspect but I I consider myself I think as as do my co-founders like creatives at heart um so that's really what gets me up in the morning like I love all the podcasts that I run are like the best part of my day it's great to have an outlet to like be able to share your thoughts with the world which is really what we've always been doing 
And how do you guys manage to, you know, keep the content feeling like fresh and relevant throughout the years? Because you guys have been around for, you said like 10 years now, and it still feels like super, you know, um, of the moment. Well, that's great to hear. Um, I think something that we've done pretty well is like grown with our audience. So like I said, like when we started this, we were writing about college life and sorority life and like, you know, that lifestyle. Um, and as we've grown, our audience has really grown with us. And like, it's been great to be able to bring the same tone, but to the parts of their lives that people are currently experiencing. So that led us to launch like Betch's, Betch's Brides, Betch's Moms. Um, you know, we hope to launch like a finance article soon. Um, we're, um, so it's, it's nice to be able to follow our target, you know, our target person as she gets older, as she enters new phases of her life and just really be able to be like relating to her in that sense, because the three of us are also growing in that way also. Yeah, definitely. So would you say that, you know, your biggest audience is still kind of that millennial generation or do you find like younger uh, women, you know, following as well? Um, I think, you know, like millennials are definitely like a huge part of our audience. That's who we are. That's who we fully understand. But we've been lucky to have like a great um, staff and and team that works with us that is also like runs from that like Gen Z generation to a little bit older. And I think we can also really hit them where like they they are in life and really help to relate to them. And, you know, building this business and growing with your audience, what are some of, you know, the biggest like lessons you've learned whether it be in your career or personal life that you can share with us? I think, um, you know, as we've gotten older and we've run this business and we've had more experience with it, it's been like, I think because we never went to like business school or like didn't have like necessarily like formal training in like running a business, a lot of it has been trial and error, but we've also like learned how to be managers, which is not a skill that came super easily to us. And the best thing I think we've done is know what we're good at, but also know that we're not what we're not good at. Um, and when we, we know what we're missing, we find the right people to sort of like help um, inform us and people who we trust and people who we admire to help us come up with the right solutions for problems that we're that we don't feel like we're fully equipped to handle ourselves. And how do you find these people? Like what are some, you know, key tips or um, tricks to find people to help you with, you know, the areas you might not excel at? Um, I think a lot of it's networking or like knowing people who also, who, who are good connectors, who can put you in touch with people that you, people that you've already worked with and sort of using, like speaking to those people and seeing who they know, almost like as a, um, an outer network of people to tap into is like, oh, I'm having this problem. Do you know anyone who like deals with, you know, monetization optimization, for example, or something like that. Or, you know, we're looking for a good PR company, like who is who does someone that you recommend because we trust your opinion and we trust your your knowledge in the industry. And it definitely comes with trial and error, you know, testing these people out, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean it's hard to tell, especially like I think you can get all the stats on someone, but like to know if they click with you and totally understand like where you're coming from and understand your, your particular business, especially our business, which isn't like a traditional kind of company. Um, a lot of it is meeting people and, you know, feeling out if they're a good match for you, regardless of like their stats. Totally. And when you hire employees, like what is something 
that you look out for in, you know, a new team member? Um, I think for us in particular, understanding the voice and understanding the brand and um, understanding like the value that we bring to the marketplace is, is so key because like I said, we're not a traditional business. We're not like just selling a, a, a product that we're making. This is, I mean, it is a product in a sense, but it's the product is really the content. So I think to really excel at Betches, you have to really have a, have a good sense of the pulse of the content and, and the sense of like what our demographic wants to hear from us. What, you know, what is she coming to Betches for? Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing, and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. You guys were kind of pioneers in this content creation business, and now we're seeing more and more you know, content creators out there. What do you think, you know, is the future of, you know, digital media? I think it's all about like, you know, giving creators their freedom to do what they do best. And that's when our team does best is when they have, you know, full reign to like get, have an idea and really go for it. And I think original content, which is something that we've really amped up in the past several years is what drives people to us, the feeling that they're getting something from us that they can't get anywhere else. Definitely. You guys have so many different verticals. Like you mentioned before, there's like Betches Brides. I think you have like moms, so many different things. Um, And also like some political content. What are your favorite verticals and why? It's great. It's it's hard to pick a favorite because they're all like for, they're all for such different aspects of life. I would say my favorites are the ones that I relate to where I feel like I'm like in the club. So I'm, I love Bravo. I'm a huge Bravo fan. I watch all the Real Housewives pretty much. Me too. Huge. Um, So I love Bravo content because it really just like hits the nose. It hits like the... I just feel like it gets to like the heart of like every, what everyone's thinking about when they're watching these Bravo shows, but maybe like don't have an outlet to, to say out loud because so much of it is so ridiculous. So Bravo by Betches is definitely a huge, um, I'm personally just like a huge fan of it. Um, and then I run the you up, um, podcast. So obviously like that's something that, um, that I love to do and that's so exciting. And that I feel like we have really good, solid, not only like, conversations that are not only funny, but also really help people. Um, So that's another big one for me. So um, I'm also a huge fan of Bravo. Um, Who is your favorite housewife and why? (laughs) Who is my favorite housewife? Um, You know, I feel like this one's a little controversial, but I love Bethany. Oh, man. (laughs) I feel like she's like people love her or hate her. Um, And I just like, I like her like rags to riches kind of story of just like her sort of like being like this scrappy person who was from season one. And I I watched like season one through season, I don't know, 10 in like one, like very slow winter for me. (laughs) So I saw like, like watch someone over 10 years and you see like, you see them like falling in love and getting divorced, but it's like three days apart. (laughs) Um, It's almost like warps your sense of reality, but I like her like journey. I like their story of like how she's now like kind of like this powerful person who's not only like doing really well in business, but does have this like large philanthropic side. And also just like her commentary is like pretty funny. Um, obviously, she has her faults, but I'm a big Bethany <laughs> follower. 
And what do you think about like the the Housewives franchise without her and like the new characters? I think they do a good job of like filling the gaps and keeping it entertaining. Um, I, I'm a big Leah fan from last season. Are you? Yeah, I think she's she's definitely a good like. I don't think she's quite like replacing Bethany, but I do think she's good at like picking it up. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, is, she, is she your favorite? I don't know if she's my favorite. I, I I have a favorite from like each, you know, franchise, I think. But she's definitely up there. I Her and Sonia are like two of my two of my favorites for sure. <laughs> Sonia is definitely like adds to the entertainment factor whenever she's on screen. I feel like especially if she has a few. Oh, yeah, totally. Her, like that makes the whole she can't leave. Yeah. She can't leave. <laughs> um. Totally, yeah. And is it you got um are you recently engaged planning a wedding? Is that true? Yes, I got engaged last August and I'm getting married in Mexico um in November. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. So um have has like that inspired you to create any like content for like the Betches brides? Like what has it been, you know, getting engaged during COVID and planning a wedding and all of that? Yeah, I definitely I mean I ho- I co-host Betches Brides now since I've been engaged. Um so it's interesting because I don't have like I'm I've only been engaged in COVID and I know there's so many brides that like had the craziest year of like, you know, postponing and rescheduling and canceling these weddings. And I can't even imagine like I've had, it's like been a little stressful planning in COVID, but I feel like it's nothing compared to those who already had their weddings planned and really had to like reimagine the day or postpone it or cancel it and the stress that would follow them there. So we definitely try to like help those people like manage their anxiety, keep a positive outlook. Um, And it's sometimes hard. Like I get it too. I mean, it's a weird time to be planning a wedding. Again, I don't have anything else to compare it to, but it just does feel like it's a little more exciting when you can like see people a lot, and, like show off your ring and like, um, you know, just excitedly like talk to people in person. I think it does. It does sometimes feel like there's like a little bit of the like energy taken out of it in COVID. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, planning a wedding is stressful even in normal times, but like having the, you know, uncertainty or like not seeing people added on to that, even, you know, without having to cancel or re- postpone your wedding, I feel like it's just like an added unnecessary stress. Totally. And it can feel like every like COVID headline is like personally like attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's, it's a roller coaster, you know. I know that like when um, COVID first hit and I was following the Betches Brides Instagram like religiously and I would do those polls like, do you think we'll be able to like do a July wedding? And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and you really felt like the community like kind of like coming together. And um, I feel like you guys provided like a lot of content that other, you know, bridal um, accounts or like, you know, places that people go like bridal destinations like weren't really providing that kind of voice. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think when we, when we do our best, that's definitely like what we want to provide is like a community of people. I mean, we're not, it's funny. Cause like some of the questions are like, tell us when we can have a wedding. It's like, we're not the CDC. <laughs> we don't really know. All we can say is like what you guys are saying amongst each other and like build this community of like, like you said, like support for people who are going through it and sort of like getting a general sense of like the world, but we, we're not going to be the ones to tell you like you can have your September wedding or you can't. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I I remember like sitting down with some um, of my clients and they're like, I don't know, we're getting buried in August. Like, I'm not sure. I was like, well, Betch's brides, like 70% of people think it's going to be okay. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything we're saying is like what you guys are saying. We're not, you know, we, we can't, uh, we can't predict the future. <laughs> um, That's great though. That's good to hear we've made it in the, um, Oh yeah. In the, in the engagement bridal world, like different, definitely reference it a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so we are a jewelry company and we always ask our guests, you know, what is a piece of jewelry that you like love, can't live without, or has like a special, like sentimental meaning to you and why? Um, I mean, you know, I, I've never been like a huge, like jewelry person. I like to keep it simple, but I am obsessed with my engagement ring. It's like the only real, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I sort of have like three pieces of jewelry that I just wear nonstop. I don't really switch it up. I have a necklace that I got, like I've been wearing, I think it for like six years straight. Like I take, I've taken it off like three times. Um, and my engagement ring, which is like, you know, it's, I don't, I'm not really into like jewelry that has like too much going on. So it's like simple, it's beautiful. Um, and I feel like it's timeless. What was your proposal? Like, can you tell us the story? Sure. Um, it's, uh, so he, we, the, sh- the short version is that he proposed, I I, mean, I thought we were going to get engaged last May. Obviously there was like COVID and some mm-hmm. setbacks and stuff like that. And then we wound up going to South Carolina for a month um, in late May. And I remember being like, what is going on? Like, is this still happening? Like there were, you know what I mean? The world is like turned upside <laughs> down. So just like, I was like, it feels like it was supposed to happen. I don't know if it's happening. And, you know, you want to be surprised, but I'm sure if you're anything like me, you're like a control freak. Where you're like, I need to know, like, <laughs> is it happening? When, if it's delayed, like, I need, like, some sort of time frame. So he was like, it's happening. It didn't, like, it's not. Um, there's, you know, there's been, like, some setbacks, but it is happening. Um, and then it wound up happening in August. We were at the, the beach, and he proposed, like, sort of at sunset on the beach, which is a place that we both love. I mean, we're getting married in Mexico, so I think that'll mm-hmm. also sort of give you that view. And then his parents were like, waiting there which was nice um and we celebrated with my family a little bit um and it was nice I think for a COVID engagement it was like it was sweet it was simple and it was at a place that we like both really love so that's amazing and and he managed to surprise you (laughs) yes because I thought it was happening three months earlier (laughs) so some, yeah. Awesome. Do you think so? Are you having a bachelorette party? Do you think I'm trying to get like the insights on uh, what Betch's brides thinks about you know bachelorette parties, like engagement parties? Are those things coming back, or are we just like happy to have weddings come back soon? I think they're back. I'm planning my bachelorette party for um, Lake Lake Tahoe at the end of June. Awesome. I'm fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends. Pretty much all of them are or will be by that point. So I feel like things are turning around. I feel really positive and optimistic. I mean, again, to preface this, I'm not the CDC. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to be giving anyone, like telling anyone what they should or shouldn't do. But personally, I feel really optimistic about like the wedding industry, the travel industry, and like the ability for people to see each other in person. Also, like it's summer. 
there's so many places you can be mostly outside. Outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just going to be like a really exciting, really fun summer. I'm so ready for it. I hope you're right because if I'm vaccinated, all my friends are vaccinated. I'm ready to like go somewhere, do something finally. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I can't speak for the world, but I feel like I do. I'm sure you feel this. There's like an energy, right? That like people are like, ready to come out of hiding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, f- I felt the shift. It's like, okay, like, let's plan something. And I'm like, I don't know, should we plan something? I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, well, I hope that I think this summer is going to be wild. I hope so. When did you get married? I I got married, um, actually, the summer in in June 2019 in Italy. Um, so we, and we kind of rushed it to do 2019, so we should have done it in 2020, but I guess we got a little lucky (laughs) on that. That's amazing. I always hear, I mean, I have so many friends who got married in 2019. I was like, it feels like, do you know what I mean? That it just, so you like just missed a whole crazy headache. That's and Italy must've been amazing too. Yeah. I mean, we got super lucky and I remember, you know, just working with all of my engagement ring clients that 2020 was going to be like the wedding year because like everyone wanted that date. It was just going to be like the biggest wedding year ever. I had like nine weddings that summer and it just like <laughs> obviously like imploded. Well, now you'll have like 18 weddings this summer. Right. I know. I think a lot of people ended up doing like small backyard things and may not have um, a big celebration. So TBD, we'll see what happens. But I think, um, you know, this summer and next year will definitely be big. For sure. I'm very excited about it. So from, you know, starting your business in college with your two best friends to now, you know, having it be this huge um, media company, what is you know, a piece of advice that you would give, um, you know, a young woman thinking about starting like a blog or starting a business, but feeling like kind of unsure about, you know, taking that first step. Um, I would say like, I think people think like you have to immediately drop everything and start a full, like a business, like fully and intensely and like quit your job and do everything. But I think that, um, one thing from our running our business is that we, we did things slowly and we tested and learned. So if you're not in a position to like drop everything, you can still sort of like, if you think you have something new and different to say, you can always, there's so, the the most amazing thing about living in 2021 is the easy access to start a podcast or start a blog. Like anyone can really do it. Anyone with a computer, anyone who has an idea, you can start small. And like, um, I just think it's amazing that like, literally like you can, anyone that wants to can have a po- have a podcast that launches on Apple Podcasts. And if you have something to say and it's interesting enough, like it will pick up. And for someone who, you know, starts it off but doesn't see, you know, success overnight, like what are some like key tips you can give to a content creator to, you know, not give up, you know, right away? Like, do you, do you advise like posting X amount of times a day, like being on different platforms? Like what are some tips you can give? I think it totally depends on the content that you're putting out, but I would say my biggest tip would be to not like pay attention to the noise. Like it seems, and this was something I think, like, like I said before, like success isn't linear and it can seem like everyone on Instagram is like doing better than you. And I think that goes for any level of success. There's always someone who's more successful than you that you feel like has all the answers. And like, 
what people are putting up is really just their their highlight reel. And people say this all the time, but it's like their it's like their successes, but they don't show you like the five failed deals that came before um before that happened. So I would just say like take everything you see with a grain of salt, just kind of sort of like stay in your lane and keep pushing forward. Um and just remember that like everyone has their all businesses have their good days and their bad days and times when it feels like exciting and like you're killing it. And times when you're like, I don't know if this is working. I don't know, you know, where I'm going to be in a few months or a few years. So I think it's just important to like know that everyone feels that way and everyone goes through that. Yeah. What do they say that um, comparison is like the thief of joy or something like that? So you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone. That sounds right. (laughs) I mean, then obviously easier said than done, but um, I try to remember that when I see someone like killing it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and I know you, you mentioned that like Instagram was like huge for, you know, the success of Betches and how it really took off. But um, are you seeing, I know there's so many different like new social media platforms out there, like TikTok, Clubhouse, all of that kind of stuff. Are you guys seeing, you know, um, that Instagram is still your number one platform or that there are other ones that are picking up that we should be paying attention to? Um, I mean, Instagram is still very big for us, but TikTok is definitely something we're excited about. We, we Our team has made some really, really funny TikToks with all the sort of like relatable um, themes that you see on our Instagram. So we're very, very excited about TikTok. And also Clubhouse, I think is like, new i don't really fully totally 100 percent get it but um me I think neither it's, where it's like i said that with twitter at first too but um i think it's one of those things that like will sort of that has been blowing up and and will i think once we figure out like how to use it the most effectively it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out i kind of feel like it's like a live podcast that like anyone can hop in and join into right that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, like you could listen to someone's personal conversation, but like you have to listen live. So it's somewhat different than a podcast. I'm not really sure. I've got to play around. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Awesome. Can you tell us um, just, you know, like what are some things um, in the future that we can look out for with batches, like things that we should be paying attention to that we can be excited to see in the future? Sure. Um, so we just launched our Betches Moms podcast like last week, um, which is doing so well already. And we're just like really excited about it. the moms community is like amazing. And they're um, like sort of similar to the brides community, I think, but like obviously with a different focus. And that community is just like, you know, they're they're so helpful for each other. We like love engaging with them, sort of giving you like um a sense of what it really feels like to be in that moment. I'm not a mom, so I don't fully relate yet, but um, even just someone who's like mom curious, I feel like it's a great outlet for, for anyone who's like thinking about having kids and wants to know more and wants like this content given to them in that relatable way that feels like, Oh, you're pinpointing this moment. This is what it feels like. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like all my friends are having kids right now. So <laughs> Every- I'll definitely have them tune in. <laughs> Um, I feel like our generation is definitely like heading in that direction. That's like, it's such a natural next step. For sure. Yeah. I think it's a great outlet and you can follow it at Betches Moms on Instagram or listen on um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Awesome. So where should everyone follow? Look out for everything. Um, follow you, Betches. Um, just let us know. Oh, great. Um, you can follow Betches at Betches on Instagram, um, at Betches Brides for bridal content, at Betches Moms for moms content. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Jordana Abraham, which is my full name, um, on Instagram. And I think that's most of our our uh, our handles. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. It was so exciting having you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. That was such a fun episode. I love chatting with Jordana and talking all things Betches and Bravo. What is your favorite Betches channel? Let us know. 